It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice-cold beer. Ready, ready, kill, kill, Omaha, Omaha, are you ready for some football? Here's a Monday night party! So if you think we're going to discuss, is football safe for you? Is football good for your health? I mean... No, of course it's not. It's a terrible idea, but I love it. Today, today on Doc and the Deacon, we're going to discuss, is watching football good for your health? Hold on, I need to check my cue cards. I thought we were talking about, is football good for you? No, 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 no. I mean, you really have to check your messages. (laughs) All right, well, uh, we'll just ad-lib it like we do every other one and see what comes out. Well, and I'll tell you what made me think of this, All right? The football season started. Yeah. A few months ago. Yeah. I was fired up for it. And I will tell you, four days in, I had to start taking Prilosec. Oh, so four days in, I was, I was doing a lot of praying. <laughs> I honestly doubled up on Prilosec <laughs> twice a day for a few days. And now I'm only taking it on Sundays. What's the active ingredient in Prilosec? Omeprazole. So uh, Omeprazole, as I, that's one of the ones that has to like, get in your system to be working, right? Is that like for constant heartburn more than like... Immediate heart. Like, what do you take if you have heartburn right now? Oh, like, yeah. I'm watching the game. They're about to blow it. What do I take in that moment? So that's, a, that's actually a great question. Um, omeprazole is part of the uh, class called the uh, proton pump inhibitors as opposed to the, H, uh, the antihistamine blockers. And so like Pepsid or Zantac, uh, and I'm going straight brand name, and doctors are always yeah. supposed to use the generic name. That's right. Um, um, so ranitidine but if um, that's what you would take oh, what if one of them hears this and wants to be our sponsor we're available I love you Nexium. <laughs> but I will tell you um, the football season has taken a little so what do I take in that moment if I need so I take a Nexium or something in that moment or like no, no, do I you, go straight Alka-Seltzer you would take uh, Pepsi or Zantac or Al- Alka-Seltzer or like uh, you know what old people love what Tums oh Dum, da, dum, dum. You know why? It actually has a lot of calcium. I don't even want to get into the whole, is cal- do we need calcium? Do we not need calcium? Do you remember those old commercials when they would like drop the Alka-Seltzer into the glass and you would see the fizz? Pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, man. I, oh, what a relief it is. Oh, what a relief it is. Okay. That's, what, that's back when like commercials actually showed you what the products was they're yeah. buying. Yeah. Was... Now they like, you know, sing a song and dance around and at the end they flash the product. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was trying to calculate with Thursday night football, yeah. Sunday afternoon, the one o'clock games, my favorite game to be honest, Sunday one o'clock. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then they have the Sunday 4 or 4.30, which throws me off sometimes. Then they have the 8 o'clock. And then they have Monday night football. There is 450 minutes 
of, I'm not even counting college, which I, I quite love too, but 450 minutes, not counting these London games, which please stop at the London games. Well, what about opening weekend, right? There's, a, there's I think, a Thursday night game, all the Sunday games, and then two Monday games. Yeah, yeah. Like I, there's like a 7 o'clock Monday game and a right. 9 o'clock But I'm Monday. throwing that one out for the calculations today. It's never a good game either. There is 450 minutes okay. of football on in a week. All right. Americans are encouraged to get 150 minutes of active exercise per week, and yet most Americans can't make it. This is a disclaimer because I know we have some uh, Bundesliga uh, friends that are listening who think football is uh, the sport that is played over there in like with teams like uh, Tottenham Hotspur. And, Weird names like that. We're talking about American football, the National Football League, my country, tis of thee kind of stuff. I, I actually think it's crazy that you have to point out that we're not talking about uh, soccer. Yeah, I know. With the, they, what they call football. Because <laughs> he literally gets up at like four in the morning on Sunday mornings to watch. They call them matches and not games. Mm. Yeah, to watch a match. Because uh, he loves uh, that sport so much. What, I mean, could you imagine? We, we're here on the East Coast. If you were on the West Coast and like you had to get up at nine a.m. to watch football or ten a.m. to watch football, like when I'm out in Vegas, I can never. I had, you have to put in your bets the night before the game, or else you miss the morning games. I love how you like you, you talk about like out in Vegas that often. <laughs> I mean, pre-children, actually, it, it happened quite a bit. <laughs> the uh, life has changed since. So, my question for you. I could barely get to the nine o'clock service on time, much less getting to, getting to sit in front of the TV and watch a nine o'clock football game. That's right where I was going. I want to know. I want to do a study, right? I have a scientific mind. I want to take a three-month span before the Super Bowl ends yeah. and a three-month span after. And does church attendance change? It definitely changes uh, on... Depending on where you are, if, the, if you're in an area where the team is in, then yes. Like for the Super Bowl last year, we definitely, on that Sunday, there was definitely a dip in attendance. And it's did, not did, like, did you make it? Did the deacon make it? I believe the deacon was there that morning, yeah. Okay. But... Um, if we find out like you weren't there, will you do penance? Penance. I'll do push-ups. How's that? <laughs> I like it. But I think, you know, the, the question you asked is like, is football good for you? It's funny because it's so similar to church, right? Like you could ask the same question about, is church good for you, right? We get up early, we go, we, there's coffee and donuts in the lobby to mm. excite people to come. Mm. And then afterwards, it's like, where are we going to go? Let's go eat together because so we can do some more fellowshipping together. And then yeah. you go out to eat with someone else. And most of the time, you're, you know, you're, you're not going to make healthy choices and, um, you know, so. Is there ever a time where you were like, hey, you've had like four wafers already. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> no more communion for you. <laughs> you can always tell how big the sin is depending on what they do with the holy water, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, if you see, if you see somebody like trying to, drinking the holy water, they need that much cleansing. Yeah. You're just like, hey, somebody go bless them right now. Okay, get them out of here. You know, or hair of the dog, like, you know, they had a tough Saturday night in a little right. line without <laughs> tied them over. Yeah. So indigestion, 
Definitely more common to people who watch football. Okay. Is that a, that's not scientific, though. You know what? That is not scientific. You're right. Yeah. I am predicting. You're predicting. Yes, it's a hypothesis. You have a hypothesis. Ooh, I, I love did. the word hypothesis. Do you? Yeah. Educated guess. Next, sleep deprivation. Mm. I'm having a tough time with some of these Monday night football games. You know, like, I'm sitting there trying to read my journals at halftime and, like, should I stick it out and watch this whole second half when the Bills play the Dolphins and they're both terrible? Oh, that's well, that's like a Thursday night game. When the Bengals play, yeah, like the Bills or even the Browns on a Thursday night, uh, I'm like, is this really something I want to stay up for? Now that you're speaking of the Browns, I take that to another medical condition that is afflicting some football fans. Okay. If you are a Browns fan, yeah. there's got to be a higher risk of depression. Yeah. Right? 0-16. I mean, they've been terrible. Yeah, but I think it's even worse than that, right? Aren't you like glutton for punishment? Is that a term? Like, aren't, could they be gluttonous? I mean, it's like a sin. You know, it's one of those like... To if, watch a team be that bad for that long is a sin. You know what? And, 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 I hear by decree. And in Cleveland, it was one of those that were like, you got the Jesus of basketball. Yeah. He left you. The king. He rose from the dead and came back. <laughs> That's right. And then he left you again for LA. Oh. LeBron, you did it. You oh, came back man. to us twice. He's like a fallen angel. He oh. is Satan himself. <laughs> Um, I think that football sometimes leads to marital conflict. Okay. Like, are we going to watch this? Do you have to watch this game? Why is it important? Who is this Patrick Mahomes guy? Well, he has been killing it for me, and he's very important to me right now. That's right. I can remember a time. She's like, I've never even heard of Patrick Mahomes. And I was like, he threw a no-look pass. He's on the run. He's just firing balls down the field. (laughs) And she's like... I think your man crush on Patrick Mahomes is almost as big as your man crush on the Deacon. Holla! I can remember a time where we had some marital discord because of football. Mm. Right? Because there was a... uh, I remember... Don't remember the year. I remember his Broncos. They were in the Super Bowl. And I anticipated it to be a better game than it actually was. And I was stuck in the kitchen washing dishes. And... um, and I remember being frustrated that I was cleaning up this stuff and not being able to watch the game. And I let it affect the way I was talking to my wife. Mm. And so, yeah, because I was like, I just want to watch the game. She's like, wash those ditches. <laughs> you know, so. Well, I'll tell you who watching football is not safe for. Okay. The Bills Mafia. The Bills Mafia? Yeah, those guys that jump off the trucks onto the tables. I'm not familiar. Oh, the Bills fans jump off of RVs yeah. onto tables like, when they've been drinking too much. Like Jimmy Superfly Snooker? Exactly, exactly. Okay. Also, at one point, when I was a younger man, there was this guy who lived in the house next to us, and we used to have these big... Uh, he was really into Ohio State football, right? Okay. And we watched games because we were hanging out, and I watched football, and he used to do this thing called stair diving. Okay. Have you ever gone stair diving? Uh, it was not a good head. idea. No. It was one of those where like, we used to take our shirt off and dive down the stairs, and you would ride your chest down the stairs. Oh. Oh, yeah. That seemed, could that possibly cause, like, could something impact your chest enough doing that to cause your heart to stop? No, no, no. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think that ice-cold beer came first and chafed nipples came second. Oh, you've had some rip nipple stories. That's... 
Oh my gosh, that's sad that I have more than one chafed nipple bleeding story. Yeah. Well, I don't want to leave women out, right? Okay. Because women love football. Um, I mean, some. And one of the things that they get is gallstones. Eating some fatty meals, you're having some chicken wings. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that football watching is uh, safe for women because then they may have to get their gallbladder out. Hmm. That's interesting. Also, one thing that I have no desire to do. Yeah. The painting your face at a football game. Oh. I, I, I remember I painted my face once for a basketball game when I was a younger man. My dad took me to the uh, Sunbelt Conference tournament and I was rooting for the Richmond Spiders and I painted my face mm. like blue and red. It took a long time to come off. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. You won't paint your face for a football game, but you'll, you'll put fake tattoos on yourself for a Halloween costume? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. That doesn't you. make sense? Yeah, definitely. Well, on Super Bowl Sunday, the average American eats an extra 2,400 calories, 101 grams of fat. And the recommended amount of calories per day is around between 2,000 and 2,500. Antacid sales, which you thought was a hypothesis, actually go up 25% on the Saturday and Sunday before the Super Bowl. So you could draw a conclusion that based on that, your hypothesis could be proven correct. Or at least that there's an anticipation of more indigestion to happen. So people are preparing for that. Yep. Yeah. So I may as as well, like, you know what they say, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. I like it. I like it. Well, Americans prepare for the Super Bowl by buying 49 million cases of beer that weekend. Wow. And they also eat 1.25 billion chicken wings. And I got to tell you, I did the math. That's only four chicken wings a person. So I am definitely above average. You're above average. Oh, uh, way, way above. I mean, I definitely take down. Chicken wings are some of my favorite things in the world. But you know what? I kind of like all the flavors, and I feel like so many people are just focused on, you know, the, the hot. Yeah. The idea, what, what's interesting to me is the, the idea of gathering to do something, like watching a, an event like football or something like that goes, that's something that's been around for so long. Well, I will tell you, the people running stadiums now yeah. obviously don't know Jesus because a beer costs $9 at a football game. So they've actually done a study. Okay. The Canadian Journal of Cardiology took fans of the Montreal Canadiens, and I know this is hockey, and they actually put Holter monitors on them and had them either watch games live or watch games on TV and saw what was the effect of their heart rate via a Holter monitor, which is a monitor that will... Yeah, like the ones they use at Orange rate. Theory Fitness. Uh, um, <laughs> I, w- right. I, I would like to think that this was a little bit fancier, okay. but similar to that. All right. And what actually happened is if you were watching a game on TV, yeah. your heart rate went up, and you are, so your heart is stressed 75% from your baseline. Yeah. And if you were at a game live... It went up 110% from your baseline. Wow. Which is actually what often a stress test is. Say you have a bad knee. Yeah. Right? Or you've got a Bo Jackson hip. Okay. Or a Carson Wentz knee. Oh, or a Carson Wentz back. Oh. We're praying for you, Carson. Uh, I mean, I'm not. He is. But I, mean, I love I... you. <laughs> <laughs> and so we give people medicine to try to get the heart rate up to stress the heart. Right. And so if you actually are someone with a history of coronary artery disease, there is a high chance 
that you could have a possible cardiac event while watching sports. I think we should do an episode where you give me a fit test and see what happens. Well, the term fit test stands for fecal immunical immunococcal test. test? Oh. Well, no, so like a stool test is oh. what a fit test is. Oh. So me doing a stool test on you while we're doing this is, is not a good idea. Okay. A stress test is a great stress idea. Stress Yes. Test. But actually a fit test, which is like similar to like a Cologuard, yeah. not a good idea. I'm going to have to watch my lingo. They actually, in the study, realized that it, was, uh, it wasn't the outcome. Yeah. It was the intensity of, of the event, right? So, like, overtime had the highest heart rate. Yeah. When your team almost scored, had the next highest heart rate. And when the other team was almost scoring, had the next highest. So it was kind of like the up and down. Did they monitor it uh, at a time when they showed the cheerleaders? <laughs> they, they did not leave that in the abstract. So you would think that that would be a good uh, something that that they would want to look at. Yes, that's. I think that would be very important. Yes, I think that would be very important. Um. Thank you. And my favorite, I, I I say it all the time. Uh, it's you know, wine and women are my favorite creations. Where is football? Uh, football's up there. I yeah. have enjoyed the the making of football this year. I realized. I, I don't know that it's uh, that that it was. It was in the in the cards, like it was written out, like when he's laying out the plan, he's like, and let there be day and then night, and then you know, put the birds in the air and naming the stars that he was like, Oh, I should give them a round ball to throw. Made by Wilson. Call it the Duke. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't <laughs> But it's that. not round. Oh, that's a good point. Um uh, let me tell you what my issue is with religion and football. Okay. Before every game, there's like 53 guys on one side and a bunch of coaches, 53 guys on another side with coaches, and they're both praying for a win. And then at the end, one of them loses and still thanks God, and then one team wins and says, this was God's plan. Well, see, that's the difference in faith and medicine, right? Because regardless of the outcome, your foundation is not tied to the outcome. Right. So so rather than where science, the outcome gives you a new determination and a new direction. Outcome is not determined by that. Right. So in faith, we say, man, uh, regardless of my outcome, I'm rooted in what I'm rooted in. And it's really cool because, you know, the Eagles have a big thread of faith going through that. You know, we've had guys like Tim Tebow and and, you know, the minister of defense, Reggie White. Of course. And then even, you know, this Eagles team, um, they just did a, a book called Birds of Prey. And there's a podcast called um, Faith on the Field that talks about the thread that links, you know, uh, Zach Ertz and Chris Maragos and Malcolm Jenkins and these guys together. I like that. I like that. I wish they'd won more games this year. But um, yeah. you know what I realized with religion was the first thing that I've ever seen and I have no idea what it is? What's that? John 3.16. What is John 3.16? That's got to be a Bible verse. Yeah, it's a Bible verse. It's all over the Does the deacon know it? Uh, You know, Carson has that uh, audience of one, and sometimes they put it on sweatshirts, and there's a verse on there. And I don't know if he has one John 3.16, but, you know, Tebow used to wear it under his eye black. Mm. And it's, yeah, for, for God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting. Mm. So it's basically saying, look, I, I loved you so much. I sent my son. Um, he's going to die for you and be risen for you. And if you believe in that, then you can, you're never going to die. You're going to have life everlasting just like he does. Well, 
I hope he does, and I hope he didn't get chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Oh, CTE. You know, uh, my favorite football player this year yeah. uh, played for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Oh. He was the offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs, who, because he went to college in uh, Canada, where you start in medical studies earlier, is a doctor. Oh, that's awesome. And he actually asked to get MD put on the back of his jersey, and the NFL said no. Uh, way to go, Roger Goodell. Yeah, they, they love to, they always pick in the right fights. Right, like, uh, <laughs> oh, we don't want to talk about fighting in <laughs> yeah, football. Right. But hey, like, let always... the guy put an MD on his jersey. Yeah. Right? Don't speak up against social injustices. Keep your mouth shut and play. <laughs> so it is at the point where now in football this year, it's almost safer to be a quarterback than it is to watch football. Yeah. You can't hit those guys. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I'll tell you, one of my favorite football t- players of all time yeah. is an atheist. Oh, who's that? Not many athletes have ever come out and said they were an atheist. Yeah. And he's actually a really interesting guy because people want to like comment as to what his thoughts would have been on things. And I think what we've learned about this man is he had his own thoughts and his own beliefs and is Pat Tillman. Oh, man. That dude. I think it's absolutely possible for people to understand, sacrifice, and get to different places. And, you know, your, your faith. Listen, I, I believe what I believe. And I want to walk everybody into that place so they can have the same joy that I can have regardless of circumstance. Um, but it's hard to argue that that guy was certainly selfless, understood sacrifice and honor, and lived to a code that uh, many would aspire to. Yeah, I-, I could not agree more. You know, I think at this point we need to make football safer. So watch with friends because it'll improve your mood. How can you watch football and friends at the same time? <laughs> with friends, not, not friends, with friends. Oh, so like words with friends, but football. Exactly. Okay. Drink some light beer. Yeah. Maybe get a fruit tray. Skip the Thursday night games. You know what? I'm going to skip the Thursday night games unless my All team's together. Playing, right? My wife, I love it when football happens. She's like, would you like me to put out the hummus? And if you're going to do it, do it with celery and carrots. And not with the bread. Yep. Convince your wife, convince your kids to get involved because marital discord is not what we want. And plus, you're going to need somebody to run the snacks back and forth. (laughs) Got to get your steps in. Yeah. And well, that's good for the kids to teach them a good work ethic. And I'm not going to, but for the rest of you, when you leave church, I want to know, are you ready? Are you ready for some football? It's a Sunday after church party. I got the hummus and celery sticks. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for listening. Two things you can count on. The doc is in. The deacon's always speaking. Hey, thanks as always to the rapper franchise. And don't forget, we're always produced by the great Tucker Butler. Thanks to our wives for all their support. Check us out on Twitter. At Doc Deacon. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at docandthedeacon.com. Check out our website, docandthedeacon.com. And uh, that's all, folks. Excellent brain trust to market and brandness that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gonna be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldish Chapman.